All right, cool. Uh, welcome, everybody. Run for President Forrest Run. That's the name of the show. <laughs> yeah. Run for, run for President Forrest Run. I love it. Yeah. Is, is there a way to enunciate the parentheses? Run for President uh, Forrest Run. I mean... You, you, you can go like, run for president... Or no, you can say, run for President Forrest Run! Or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll get some. We'll get some sound clips in there. But uh, I do know. I do know that we have a lot to talk about. We did not record last week, and that was when we already had a Republican debate to cover. Did not yes, do yes. that. But that <laughs> same night, we had a Democratic debate to talk about. So we're behind. We yeah, a little stuff. bit. <laughs> but man, of, of you know, of all the debates to watch, like these two were intense, to say the least. Oh my god, there there was something to take away from each of them, and you know what? I, I had my moments of pure joy in all of them. So, uh, Absolutely. let's let's think back, if you will, to two weeks ago. <laughs> back to a Republican debate. That was the, uh, what was it, second? Third one, right? I want to say so. It's the third or the fourth? Fourth? <laughs> There's been so many so far, it's been very hard to keep track. Yeah. Luckily, they have uh, reduced the number of uh, candidates that we'll be talking about, or at least largely talking about. Agreed. Yep. I was so I was overjoyed to hear that joining the little card, there was uh, Chris Christie and Huckabee, uh, and that, that also among them would be uh, Santorum and Jindal, who currently mm-hmm. has his campaign suspended. Yes. So it's not even... It, it's about time, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. As little as what, what we were going to talk about with the little card, uh, we definitely were going to mention Jindal the first time. And mm. uh, we're not going to... And now now he's made our... You know, he's, he's gotten on our radar by quitting. So, I mean, to his credit. <laughs> I mean, you know... We were ignoring him the first time. We're not going to give him the time of day this time. No. Um, Although I, guess... I was personally a little yeah. sad to see uh, Christy on the little league stage. Not that he's, you know... Viable anymore. I mean, he's on he's on the little league stage. No, I mean, but he, he was entertaining. Been, he was definitely the most. Well, no, no, no. He's not more fun to watch than Trump, but he is one of the most fun, in my personal opinion, to watch on these stages because it's he's just one of the very um, passionate. Let's say that that's the word. He's got um, that Nixon thing going for him. He uh, for better or for worse. He, he does, was floundering yeah. in the first one uh, when it came to. Uh, when it came to 9-11, he just basically gave the 9-11 answer. The second one, he decided to join in on the fun and make fun of the moderators. And now the third one, he's not even there. So, it, it's been a campaign of woe for him. Just Indeed. trying to stay relevant. Whoa. Well, you know, he's still on the VP uh, radar, so we'll see, what, we'll see if we see him again. And Huckabee, on the other hand, I, the thing of it is, like, no news is good news as far as Huckabee is concerned. <laughs> yeah. He's not that someone be... that I would have wanted as president to begin with, and I think that reflected well on the polls. And the only thing I can say about him now is uh, he is currently being sued by the guitarist of Survivor because they played Eye of the Tiger at the Kim Davis event. I remember that. Oh, gosh. So that's so that's fine. his presidential campaign in a nutshell right now. Yeah. He's being yep. sued. So maybe not this time, buddy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, give it, give it a few more years. Four, eight, sixteen. So I know it was. I know it's been back in the past, and maybe a little hard to remember. But let's see what we can recollect as far as the uh, debate was concerned. One of us didn't even watch it. That was me. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Yep, you're gonna be a little behind. <laughs> That's, That's okay. I'll, I'll throw in my legitimate real time reactions. Well, let me throw right this now. at you. What I if heard... I told you 
The best part of the debate in my book was when Rand Paul, that's right, the Rand Paul, like the bottom of the lists in every poll. The what are you even doing here? You should be on the Little League, Rand Paul. Called out Big Dog Trump on the uh, TPP. <laughs> on the TPP? Yep. He literally, Trump went on a two-minute rant about how China is coming in through the Trans-Pacific Partnership, how they're going to take all the jobs and take advantage of the uh, entire agreement, and then Paul said, should we let him know that China isn't even part of this deal? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, like... I love the real-time fact-checking of Trump. People just, seem to be doing that a lot. Like, that's happened in, what is it, three debates now in a row? Three people debates. have fact-checked Trump during the debate. Mm. One time it was by the moderators, but still, during the debate. Uh, the, so the, the, the commercial music was playing and everything. They were ready to go to a commercial break, and Rand Paul just kept talking. That's Because so awesome. no, one, no one wanted to interrupt him and say, oh, we gotta go to commercial break. They're just like, holy shit, he's taking down Trump single-handedly. That's like the best oh, coverage they'll get in a while. Yep. Hopefully not the last coverage he'll get. He's a, he's a fun contender to have around. Oh Rand my god, Paul. he's he's my favorite out of all of them, and I'm I'm a Democrat. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as it's not Ted Cruz, but I've already expressed my opinion with that. Mm. Actually, I think last time we all agreed that we, that of all the people up there, there's no one likes Ted Cruz. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, no, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Ted Cruz, like, he's probably vying for some sort of uh, VP ticket because I don't even think he thinks he's going to be president at this point. I sure hope he doesn't, honestly. <laughs> because if he does, if he's their pick, he is not going to appeal to anyone that already just didn't like him, and that's the entire Democrat side. There's right. no way he can win over the Democrats. No, it's definitely not. Whereas happening. you could see some candidates are already trying to appeal to like the centrist side. He's not. He's going to refuse that. That's well, going to bite him in the ass. I mean, it wouldn't someone not want to appeal to the centrist side if they don't think they're going to win the, uh, the yeah, primary? You have a point, but at least there are, like, some states where you're allowed to vote in both sides. You know what I mean? That's true, that's true. So, he might be trying to win their favor, but mm. he's not going to. No. It's not It's not a viable strategy at this stage anyway. No, I don't think so. Alright, so, what are, you, what are you thinking about Cruz? My, my take on Cruz, I mean, he, he plugged the gold standard, like, midway through the debate. And... And coming from an economics background, I mean, you know, obviously I'm no PhD, but that's just a bad idea. It's it's archaic. It's not something we can kind of implement into our system unless we want to put ourselves at a massive disadvantage. But uh, you know, to his credit, it's something that I guess might get him some publicity. I, but people don't really care about that. People just want to know, like, people want to know uh, what the candidates are thinking in terms of the Syrian uh, refugee crisis. They're not really caring about what we're weighing our dollar against. Well, that, wasn't, te that wasn't terribly important until after the Republican debate, that's which we true. will get to. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. That's very that true. Was a fun, that, that'll be the most of the Democratic debate, but that'll be fun. All right, we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how long this will be a big campaign thing, since, I mean, obviously the, the large atrocities happened all at once. Yeah, um, I think it uh, the, until the, it's the well finished. publicized ones. I think yeah. the correct answer is until it's finished. I guess so. that's fair. Yeah, that's entirely fair. fair. Um, okay, so let's see. We touched on we touched on Rand Paul, and that was my favorite goddamn moment in the entire debate. I was on the really great. I need to go back and watch that. <laughs> uh, we, we, Kevin, we touched on of all the debates to miss, like you missed this one, and you missed the the, the 
arguably the most like intense debates so far. So mm-hmm. I give you a B minus today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, not to quite his credit. Uh, th- there, there were only some moments uh, from the Democratic debate that I, I can touch on because I didn't watch the entire thing. I kind of watched it on an iPad, mm-hmm. and even That's then, fair. even then, I have my own. I have my gripes, but I tuned into the most important part on that. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, let's see. Meme. Let's see. I know uh, that one. Wasn't was 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 Kasich was Kasich even like noteworthy during that that performance? Kasich made a big blunder. I don't remember what it was, so let me find out. <laughs> Kasich, I remember, uh, tried. He was talking about banks. He was talking about banking and protecting right. citizens. Of course, yeah. So the big blunder I thought of his day was basically saying that he himself would be able to figure out who should get additional protections in terms of bank accounts. Like he he was he himself was going to differentiate between the small business, hardworking people, and the evil corporation heads what like personally and, yeah he, he made that illusion and oh. i think i think we had a, a full like <gasps> type thing from the audience because everyone was like okay once once you get to the point where you're picking and choosing you're disqualifying yourself a little bit and, and i think he said that like two-thirds through the way of the debate and the rest was, was just no that was i think that was basically at the end and okay. uh, yeah that there are few things that you can say at a debate that will basically get you like groans and like outright booing, because everyone there is like a fan of your party to begin with. So you'd have to say something either Democrat or just outright authoritarian. Yeah, and it was it was it was rough. It was like you're like you could tell even the crowd was like you're going to be able to figure this out. You're not going to put you know because what are you going to do a benchmark? And he gave no, he gave nothing. He, he he very much came off as as you said authoritarian. And that is not to his credit. I wouldn't be surprised if that kills his campaign. Did he even have a guideline? Did he even say, like, things above this size are considered large businesses? No, I don't and... think so. No, the moderator just said, how will you differentiate? And he'll say, I'll be able to, you know, I'll figure it out. I will differenti- differentiate. Yeah, that was a, vi- that was a big non-answer, if I remember correctly. And I was like, alright, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For once yeah. the, uh, you know, it pains me to say, but for once... Uh, the conservative base saw through that. I'll figure it out. And I was like, ah, maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. Fiorina. Let's talk about her. She came off as hawkish as she did the first time she appeared in a debate. And it scared the living hell out of me. <laughs> she... I mean, she didn't bring anything new to the table. And so for me, it was kind of like... But she did discuss no-fly zones. And that that is a touchy thing to bring up an international conflict. Because when you're saying, I want a no-fly zone here, you are willingly going to shoot down planes of anyone, including uh, already, like, alluded to enemies. That's that's saying you're going to shoot down Russia's planes. I can understand where uh, day one, let's declare war candidates are coming from, because that is... That's a answer to what's going on, but it still terrifies the shit out of me. So Fiorina is like acting on that nerve, right? Yeah, I mean, anyone who declares that while running for president, I mean, I get it because that was what skyrocketed her in the polls in the first place. But it, I mean, like I said, I didn't actually watch this past um, debate, so I'm just going on what you guys are saying. Oh, but... it's playing with fire. She with she fire. started off as a strong, independent woman who didn't need no establishment. And she 
she, she, she did well with that, and that's how she got from the little league up to the big leagues. But when people kind of got a bigger view of her, first of all, it's kind of repetitive at this point, and second, it's just scary. We, you know, we don't have even Trump has tact in saying that him and Putin would get along as opposed to you know butt heads and kill each other. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of the uh, older demographic too, they were around during World War Two, where you know uh, Cuban Missile Crisis and everything else like that, and like where everyone got nuclear weapons. So declaring war on anybody who could blow us all up is probably a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Even to the most Republican minds. But I, I think I, she is appealing to people who are just like, well, you know, fuck ISIS, fuck the Middle East, let's just go in there and clean it up. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going to say it's a very rudimentary view of our place in that situation, but it's certainly not one that's open to negotiation, mm-hmm. at least with Putin. Well, for now. For now. For now. Uh, for now, you know. but another another highlight of that debate was, uh, whereas I think Kashik was uh, vying for attention and trying to get a word in edgewise, uh, Fiorina uh, kept talking everyone, and Trump outright told her to just shut up. We'll we'll, we'll certainly get to Trump, but uh, I mean, my opinion, <laughs> oddly enough, my opinion is that Trump won that debate. Um, partially by shutting people down, partially by, uh, it, it's weird to say that uh, that Trump had the most level-headed answers of the debate, but and I know that's that's weird because it's, it's Trump first of all, and it's Trump in a Republican primary debate. Um, but you know he, he he exuded his power and he also exuded tact, and that's you know the combination of which shut down Fiorina and the other compatriots up there. That was yeah. That was well. It was. It's mostly. It's mostly the fact that I think he was the one saying, "Why is she talking over everybody?" Yeah. As if, as if to say, you're not as important as the other people who are talking. You need to stop. No, I, okay. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna find disagreement <laughs> from me. Let's see. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, right, Bush. I think that's everyone's sense. Bush, yeah, did, Bush, the generic candidate. <laughs> did Bush say anything noteworthy during this? Not really. I think I think he tried saying something along the lines of like trying to rally people up by saying Reagan, and that just kind of fell flat. I mean, was he still they, they was he still Reagan. shaking everywhere the whole time? I don't think anyone really like talked to him at this point. You know, hmm. he's still considered a major name, but I think that's because. Some forces at work want to still make him the uh, nominee, but it's just blowing right. up in their face. Well, he's certainly the safest when it comes to, you know, if they're looking for someone who's more of a moderate, you know, he he fits the bill quite well. You know, he he fits right into his uh his brothers and his father's footsteps. Um, but I think I think he's finding that the media, uh, or I think him and his backers are finding that. The media and the Republican base are, are much more favoring someone who is not Bush, first of all. And then, yeah. beyond that, someone... They're not being know. kind to him. No. I think during during that time, a lot of people were saying, he should resign, he should stop, he should just quit the entire thing while he still has some dignity left. But lately, I, I think that's just quieted down. I think people just aren't really caring as much. He just has a bad legacy. I mean, like... 
he has good name recognition, obviously. Like, some people really, oh, really, yeah. really like the Bush family, but some people really, really, really don't. And that size seems to be growing. Also, it was eight years ago. Yeah. Or if he were to win. We, we've had time starts. to digest what Bush has done. Right, exactly. So, I think there's enough time to put, put like, some sort of mini uh, TV documentary together. Sure. Exactly. I can't. I can't. Negative. I can't help to think though. Like, uh, what's the adage? Is like, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me once, or fool me twice, shame on me. Well, as, as George times, W. Bush would say, exactly. fool me once, shame on you. you fool me fool twice. Me you can't they, fool, they me can fool me again. Yeah, whatever you can't it was. Fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, yeah, I think right now his campaign has maybe quieted down. I think kind. Of, I. I don't know where he saw himself at the beginning of all of this, but I don't think it's vying for fourth or fifth place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm i thinking that, you know, I, I think I, I may have said, or I may, may have thought, you know, a few weeks ago that Bush would be in it till the end. Um, or, you know, he, he would be pushing through until, uh, you know, until all the primary votes. But I think, I think now looking, I, I think he needs to look to Iowa. I think he needs to... You know, because that's going to be around where a lot of people are knocked out. He's very much, you know, if he comes in sixth place in Iowa, he's not going to have that great a shot from there. And that might be yeah, a very, true. very right. convenient place for him to duck out, and I think he might take that up. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of which, uh, how much time? How many, do they have, like, some sort of uh, countdown for Super Tuesday? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Super Tuesday is in uh, February? Alright, so I think it would still be like Something the, like that, so we still have some time. The uh, the higher end of the 100 days to Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, we, we got time. We got time. I think it's February. Yeah. It could be March. I don't think it's April. Yeah. Now, April, April seems a bit late. I'm just pulling this out of my ass, so. Here, yeah. <laughs> That's my job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Rubio? Is Rubio next? Am I forgetting anyone below that? Below that. Okay, so let's see. So... <laughs> Of anyone in, so we talked about Paul. Uh, do we care about Huckabee? No, no, no. We're we're not, we're ignoring no, Huckabee no. and we're ignoring Christie now. All right. So then, if Paul, you're not Purina, able, if you're Kasich, not able to get one percent, you're done. No, right above that is Cruz, who we already talked about, and then Rubio. Yeah, I, 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 it's my personal opinion. I want to meet someone that genuinely believes someone in the little card, uh, someone in the little card, can win the presidency at this point. I no, want to meet I... someone that fully believes Rick Santorum can like pull it pull it through. Oh, it's easy, Rick Santorum. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said Rick Santorum and not his wife, not his children. <laughs> uh, no offense, but like you know, they're, they're supportive. I'm sure. Well, he was the only one that came to that uh, initial rally when he announced for president. You know? Yeah. He was the only one. Kind of interesting. <laughs> that should have been a sign. Kind of interesting seeing his kind of fall from grace after you know arguably winning in Iowa what four years ago. Yeah, no, he was yeah. he was on track to be the nominee, and then Romney just kind of came out. But uh, yeah, so now he's just an old name. No so, matter how well he does, now now Christie and uh, Huckabee are in the same league as him, and I I was really expecting more scathing tweets, more outrage in the news, just to be like, how dare they move me? Uh, how how dare they move me to something less popular? I've been in two of the major debates so far you can't do this blah 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 yeah i i think they realize 
I think they realize that there's too many people on the stage. Well, also that they were at the lower end of it originally. If they complain, then what are they going to respond with? Oh, who else would we send? You are the worst. Like, you don't want to prompt people saying, you are the worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I thought thought Paul was at the bottom of uh, the uh, polling for the longest time. So he was not yeah. anymore. So I'm surprised that two people were uh, moved down before him. Yeah. But ab- after this, after this debate, honestly, I, I, I got high hopes for the guy. He was able to make happens. some sort of moment for himself. I mean, he manages to be fringe even. Hold on, hold on. Gotta be kidding me. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Suppy. Jimmy, this is going to be horrible for editing later. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Killing me. Well, so you were saying that um, basically your impressions about Paul. Right. So Paul manages to be fringe, a fringe candidate, even when he's doing well. So, I mean, as far as him moving up from here is concerned, I'd love to see it. I mean, he's. I think he's a very interesting candidate with interesting ideas. I don't know if I agree with them, but that's beside the point. Um, I don't know how good he'll do just based on the fact that he is very unconventional just by default, even if he does rally the crowd. Very true. Yeah, I don't really but have not- too much to add, mostly because I'm not a fan of him. Um, mm-hmm. but, that's fine, that's fine. I mean, he's, he, he's got the unconventional thing down. I, I'm just like picturing him against Hillary and, and seeing it being a blowout. And I think at some point the Republican base might, might might identify that. Yeah, I think by the time the uh, next debate comes around, uh, I think a lot of voters are going to start thinking, okay, who can we really expect to go head-to-head to head with Hillary? Who can we... Charade's over, guys. Let's stop having fun with this. Who can go against yeah. Hillary? And I think maybe that's when we might see Bush's number soar. Maybe that's when we might see, okay, is it really going to be Rubio? Is it really going to be Carson? Is it really going to be Trump? Carson! We haven't talked think- about Carson! Yeah, well, we're we're gonna talk about Rubio now. I totally forgot um, about Carson. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you forget about Carson? So You're like his biggest fan, Car- not actually. Carson, but I, I've lost favor, um, mostly because he's uh, like when 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 I when I liked him more, um, people described him as a pushover, and I agreed to some extent. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, but he's, he's you know he's uh he's backstabbing, not backstabbing. He's like he's underhanded. He's clever. And and he's just kind of really? proven that no he, he's not he wasn't kind of holding on to anything he was just taking it. <laughs> well, yeah. I I love the well the thing of it is um, I'm I'm echoing a lot of people's sentiment here when I say what is it about him that is drawing people in because he seems like he's asleep every debate he has like no charisma for this I mean so Carson in general. Um from just previous debates and everything like that. The way I see it, at the very least, he seems to be, um, at first at least, he started off with an air of, I'm a doctor, I'm very smart, I'm soft-spoken, I'm whatever, as someone, as if he was someone who just had sort of all the knowledge inside him and was just like, he's just saying things. He wasn't sort of like just letting it air out. Right, he wasn't trying to be like the the overwhelming politician who's trying to like visibly obviously just trying to rally the crowd like he was an obvious opposite to that which i think drew people in because they're tired of politicians they're tired of people trying to rally them with emotions and everything like that he seemed to be at first 
the person who would just say, oh, this is what I think is logical, this is the best way to do things, and people liked that. It's... When things started changing later on, and people started attacking him, and he started saying things like, well, people started seeing the old stuff, the controversies about him in the past, and then when he said stuff like, I don't think a Muslim should be president, or like, just any of the other things that he said that have caused a lot of controversy then it's, he's starting to look like the rest of them, and his original appeal is just going away. Exactly. That's what I, I don't and know I th- if I think, anyone agrees, but... I think yeah. people saw him Go as a it. proxy for, like, their favorite... Like, like there's, there's the idea that people who, you know, are, are, are the best at politics don't go into politics because it's, it's nasty and you have to be nasty to be there. And I think people mm. kind of saw him as a proxy for, like, that, that one friend or that one, you know, maybe doctor that is very knowledgeable <laughs> and has no interest in politics because, you know, he's he just, you know, for one reason or another won't go into it. I think they saw Carson as like, oh, it's, he's that guy. He's, he, you know, he's the soft-spoken guy that would totally be a great president and he's actually going for it. Only to find that, you know, his he, he doesn't have the knowledge to back him up. He's got the soft-spoken part that, you know, the the doctor or friend of yours or, ever, or anyone's might have, but he just doesn't really, you know, he's not that smart. Yeah, no, uh- <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think yeah. he's an embodiment of what Republicans have been saying about politicians, especially Democrats. They're just very distrustful of them. So why not someone who wasn't one in the first place? How about a doctor? How about a neurosurgeon? That's true. Exactly. That's a thing. That's been rhetoric for a long time. Why not someone in the medical field? Why not someone who's an engineer? Why not yeah. someone from a more... I don't want to take the leap and say intelligence-based background, but someone who's in a more technical, logic-based. There's some thing. somewhere out there. There's this poor, like thirty, let's just say, thirty-two-year-old doctor that was thinking about getting into politics, and he was thinking of doing the platform of, "Oh, I'm I'm a surgeon. I'm a neurosurgeon. You know, I should go into politics." And Ben Carson is ruining this for him. <laughs> oh. Somewhere Ugh, there's someone just yeah. looking like my chance. It's gone. I should have run, you know, a year ago or whatever. What irks me about Carson is that he, the autobiography has just been like a a smoking gun that has just been going on for a week now, two weeks, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, it's it shouldn't even be a thing. That shouldn't be out there. I was at Barnes and Noble yesterday, and I pointed this out, and I'm like, you realize that's been causing him trouble just because he's been lying in it. And he's like, oh, it's embellishing the truth, it's it's just my story, it's my way of telling it. But you're a neurosurgeon, you don't have to lie about other accomplishments, you know what I mean? Yeah, People already would think you you are on hallowed ground by being in the same OR. Why yeah. would you lie about the whole thing with West Point? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> why, why would you lie about, and here's the kicker, why would you lie about, like, hurting someone when you were kids? Why would you lie about stabbing someone? And then go and then proceed to defend that lie and say, you yeah, know, it happened. It happened. <laughs> you just got to be edgy. But no, you're right, edgy. though. I don't know why that works with... Or why he... I don't know. I'm not sure. It's an embellishment of the truth. It may have sold more books at the time. Yeah, but... that. But that's when true. When you're going to be president, you shouldn't be worried about book sales. I'm when sure did, the time when he did he was. release I mean, this? Yeah, because like if he released it a few years ago, he might have been like, "I'm retired, and I and I could use like a few million. <laughs> Do you think maybe it was like uh, after he sold that book, he's like, "Yeah, no, I should probably be president." <gasps> oh my god! 
Maybe maybe he he wrote the book with embellishments and with and those embellishments made people go like, "Hey Ben, like you should really like run for office." And he's like, "Yeah, run for president." Like, oh, "Ben, we we kind of meant like mayor." No, president. <laughs> <laughs> and never and now everyone's kind of afraid to tell him, "Uh, yeah, okay, let, yeah, let's go president, sure." <laughs> Uh, maybe people, maybe those same people are just like, look, he's made it this far. Let's let's just see how far this goes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's doing second best in the polls. Like, he's not doing poorly. Yeah, he's been consistently just... second. Hell, he's been eclipsing Trump at some points. Right. Not at this moment. But not at this moment. He's definitely had his moments where people have liked him better. We should uh, <sighs> jump back to Rubio at some point. Yeah, yeah. no, let's yeah. let's let's do that now. Um, I can't remember anything too noteworthy about him from the debate I think he's just I, I think that's how I want to remember him you know <laughs> nothing yeah, nothing yeah. too earth shattering but he seems like a very charismatic rehearsed politician he does do you remember what but... they asked him in that debate not do you nah like I mean <laughs> most of what I remember about him is just him being like kind of the golden child him being the you know uh the... he's got he's got if I may if I may and this might be the uh the aggressive democrat in me he's got kind of a punchable face you know he kind of does he's, he, it's, he seems like a bit too happy about things he looks like or that bratty seems... little kid no. not, not to say that I want to punch little kids I love little kids they're very nice uh, some All right, kids Jared. deserve <laughs> <laughs> some um, kids deserve oh, probably edit that but... out, but anyway. absolutely I, I not Subway. no I, I stand <laughs> by that but um <laughs> But uh, he he just he just seems like a a very polished politician. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. have to say a polished turd, and I'm like, no, not a politician. No, he he definitely <laughs> <laughs> he definitely seems. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. He's got that. He's got that charisma about him. The collected that I'm not like I'm not relatable. on board with him, but he seems more like. A leader than other people on that stage, right? No, and I'm saying the same thing too. I'm not necessarily on board with his policy. I'm just talking about his his vibe, the, his his demeanor, kind of like O'Malley, off. you know? Exactly like O'Malley. Also, to his credit, though he might have a slightly punchable face, it is not the most punchable face up on that stage. Oh, oh, <laughs> not my God, agreed. <laughs> not even close. Agreed. So yeah, I, I, I don't we... think he has to worry about that quite yet. So besides Cruz, who would we say has the most punchable face on that stage? Cruz, <laughs> Cruz, Cruz takes the cake. <laughs> Cruz <God>. definitely does, <laughs> but I, I will I will say I think there's something about Rand Paul that kind of makes me want to just shake him. <laughs> shake maybe punch? I don't think so. I don't think punch. He's too cute. He's too like he's got that face of like hi I'm Rand Paul. I almost kind of want to be like you know what Paul I can't remember any president that had curly hair. You're not gonna be the first. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just imagine like a sad puppy Rand Paul. I don't think we could do that to him. No, no, don't make him sad. Let him think he's the president. I can see him as a sad puppy. <laughs> I just like replacing Rand Paul in tonight's debate. A very sad puppy. Oh, we have to give the puppy little macaroni and cheese hairs. <laughs> oh. But uh, no, not, there's nothing about Rubio that I can just. I'm sure he said some very strange things. Or maybe like maybe raise an eyebrow, but I could see him uh, being the choice. You know what I mean? He's the family I think man eventually. too. You know what he's got yeah. going for him? He has the JFK thing going for him, where he's he's mm. young, exactly. he's attractive, he's charismatic, and you know his policies are kind of they're 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 mostly moderate, but they have that you know that slight bit of conservatism that could attract the base. 
you know, he's the one that could could definitely bring over some of the uh, the slight Democrats if he plays his cards right. He's like, hey, ladies. And you know what? I'm a married you know man. If he doesn't get president, <laughs> if he doesn't get the nomination, he should definitely be their VP. He would be a good uh, VP. I mean, he's got the, you know, he's got the Hispanic thing going for him. I mean, I know that's kind of a crude way to say it, but yeah, I, I think they're desperate for that vote. You know, yeah. I mean, especially yeah, he... if it's Trump. Especially if Trump gets the nomination, he's sure. going to need to win back that vote somehow. Oh yeah, that would definitely bring in some more sane waters, which seems to be. I mean, as we've talked about, the opposite of what the VP tends to do. Yeah, bring the whole candidacy into sane waters. Okay, so what are your what are your picks? We have let's just say we have Trump as the 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 presidential nomination. We have Rubio, which VP. is likely at this point. Sure, let's just say let's just say, um, <laughs> and let's just say we have Sanders as like the you know crazy left wing. Who is Sanders' moderate VP choice? That's the thing. I think Sanders' moderate VP choice. If anything, I think people have been clamoring for Sanders to have Elizabeth Warren as his VP. That would be let's let's be straight. That would be hilarious. Because neither of them are any bit close to moderate. Yeah, no, but but it would it would echo what Sanders has been saying. It would basically be a two pronged attack. Honestly, I think I think as 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 a proponent, like as as a person who loves America. And loves uh, democracy. <laughs> I would love to see just like a Trump Rubio versus Sanders uh, Warren because because then the American people can choose the path they want. There's no disguising it. There's, it's it's what do you want and how do you want it, and that's all it is. Well, I think I think if it's Trump like versus Sanders, I think that would basically say a big thing about American politics. In which case, we don't like what we have right now. Period. Exactly. We need to just. We're playing. We're playing Monopoly right now. We are either going to play a game of life or we're going to play a game of Ticket to Ride. We're ending this game <laughs> right, goddamn now. Game of Ticket to Ride. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, it's. And guess who's conductor? <laughs> anyway, um, so do. Oh boy. Uh, just but, to mention yeah. Trump real quick, so I know we have to move on. Well, we're, let's let's. Yeah. Um. I, I think he actually did very well during the debate. He he was the, you know, he, he of all people actually had decent foreign policy ideas, at least in my opinion, um, namely in regards to the Syrian conflict and 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 this was again before anything in Paris. You know, he was saying, yeah. hey, if, if if Russia wants to bomb them, we shouldn't stop them. And yeah. Yeah. arguably, I mean, I mean that. To each their own as to who's if that's a good idea, but at least for in terms of like a moderate opinion, I mean, uh, okay, sure, let's let them do it. Let's not get ourselves involved too much. I mean, like, so I would disagree with that. My reasoning being, anytime Putin puts boots on the ground, that place, or at least in recent history, becomes Russia. Become yeah, exactly becomes Russia or Russian territory. In that case, what it would probably be, and it's what they know. We honestly. don't want. <laughs> I mean, like, that's significantly closer to things that we have influence over than, say, for example, Crimea. Um, which, I mean, like, I think if anybody should be doing fighting ISIS directly, it's either other countries in the region or us, if we want our best interests to be um, taken into account. Now, as far as should that be happening at all, I'm not sure. I don't really have a super strong opinion there. But if we want America's interests to be looked at, then it should not be Russia. My personal thing. All right. I like it. I can dig it. 
Yeah, I, my, I've, I've, I kind of echo what Sanders has been saying about that. We need to get the NATO allies involved. We need to kind of pull back because we did, we did birth this beast. In a sense, we did. We we are responsible for it, but I think we all. It, it is still the world's problem. So well, yes. once we show it's like a united coalition against it, I think that would speak larger volumes than just okay. Well, America's here to just save the day again, I guess. Yeah, and as recent events have shown, it is everybody's problem. Oh god, um, yep. absolutely. God, side note about we, that. Wait, what? I was gonna say we do have to be a little careful though, because I mean, in Vietnam, we kind of you know it was it was mostly a French war and we were like hey let's help and we like got there and france was like yeah bye so <laughs> we have yeah. to be a little careful well i do i do need to make like some some comment about uh post terrorist attack on france uh holy yes. shit they have been taking no prisoners like they mm-hmm. uh, they are like not fucking around here no no they they <laughs> they found and killed the people responsible they like did so many raids and despite all that, they're still taking Syrian refugees. Like that's that's badass of them. Holy yeah. crap! Oh yeah, definitely. Way to show that you ain't shaken. I think Which, stereotypes with, of France with, aside. With respect, with respect, um, I, I I think as long as the status quo remains, I think that we will see the policy of refugees remain. But if we're seeing like so. a once a week conflict in Europe, I think we might see some policy change real real quick. I think so. Yeah, you, you might have a you might have a chance. I, I've I've heard I've heard a lot of stories about how uh, if uh, Europe closes its borders, much like how Poland is doing, Poland uh, immediately after the attack said, "Yeah, no more refugees. We're not we're not risking this anymore." Hmm. Although, who would who's really going to attack Poland again? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty well, significant wait, in world history. What, wasn't but... the uh, wasn't wasn't where's Munich? Is Munich? In... No, Munich's Germany. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Although, holy crap! If there was a if there was an attack in Germany, like the world would feel it. They're an economic yeah. powerhouse there. No, absolutely. But uh, if Bye-bye Europe Greece, closed its doors, I think that that might. I wouldn't say that would be the end of it, but that, that would kind of tear at them a little bit, you know. Hmm. Indeed, certainly. Know. Um, it it's like where would Spain be without the Moors? Right, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. Well, what's what's really else? What else is there to say about Trump? I, I think after that Rand Paul moment, uh, that he caught himself with his pants down. That might have hurt him, but I don't think he was too shaken after that. You I think know? he's had so many gaffes at this point that it doesn't matter. Yeah, what he gets caught saying or doing because his supporters are going to back him up hundred percent. Because and I think his appeal isn't that he's necessarily the best at policies it's the right. fact that he's able to at least speak freely that he quote unquote says what he wants that he quote unquote can't be bought that he quote unquote is a good businessman that he quote unquote whatever yeah so, i think we're i think people want to support him on the basis of the economy uh whether or not foreign issue uh, foreign policies are going to play uh, into that he's probably going to get some advisors which you right. know if, if you're if you're going to be smart about it you may as well admit that you know mm. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, he's he's certainly uh, shown he knows how to associate himself with strong, or at least people who can get things done, people who can do right. his will, his bidding. Right, um, right. So I mean, that's his credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any anything else to say about Republicans before we move on? Not really. Hoping a few drop drop out. Cheers to that. 
I'm, I'm hoping for that too. I'm hope, maybe maybe sometime before the next debate. Because honestly, that's a long time to wait. But then I think Red Paul would be a sad puppy. He would be a sad puppy. Unless he skyrockets because of that comment. I don't know. We'll see. You're holding right. the polls. So we should. We, I, am, we, I am hold, currently holding the polls. We should. Um, we should talk about the, the next debate. The damn debate. Let's talk about the dams. Now, the Democratic debate happened the day after the uh, Paris attacks. So, what originally was supposed to be about entirely the economy, uh, there was a quick side trip into foreign policy. At which point, the candidates were asked. Uh, uh, what, what what was the exact question? Oh gosh, I don't I I don't remember. I thought what, what's the biggest threat to America, or yeah. how would you deal with? ISIS? Oh, it was it was um, there was definitely the one about bi- the big in. It was like in light of the Paris. At least Sanders himself was asked in light of the Paris, um, you know, attacks. What do you see as the biggest you know national threat? And he was like global warming, and so. <laughs> um, and 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 like the moderator went after him, like saying, "Hey, you sure you want to stick by that?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll stick by that." Um, now, see, Bernie's interesting. He very much sticks to his guns. Oh yeah, no he sticks to the same happens, talking points. Which, he does not want to change that. Right, right. That that's the other way of looking at it too. Like the way I kind of see that in general. And full disclosure, I again, like I said before, I hadn't seen this debate either. Um, but just knowing Sanders in general, Damn, how Kevin. much he's very—I know, I know, I know—how much he's very, Kevin. Just he has his two things that he talks about, and that's it. Which could be taken as, oh, he's just sticking to the same talking points because he doesn't want to go out of his comfort zone, or he just really, really cares about those things and thinks those are the two most important things ever. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we're kind of jumping right in on Sanders. Uh, He's—he's certainly. I, I think he's kind of put himself in not quite a hole, but I think he realizes that it's safer to go with his, you know, initial points than to kind of deviate from them now, even in light of, you know, kind of new info. Um, you know, he's portrayed himself as the radical, and he doesn't want to yeah. be a conformist. And I can't blame right. him. Well, it's it's his it's his platform, and he's he's sticking to it, and i got to give him props for that. But I said this the second I heard about that, dude, wrong place, wrong time. Like it, uh, sure it, you may have you may have a very well thought out message with that, but you, it's it's like being the guy at the funeral uh, of a guy that died from a heroin overdose, talking about uh, how awful drugs are and how we should get help for anyone. It's like, come on, just let us grieve for a fucking moment, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't don't be that guy. Or you know, talking about how bad cigarettes are with a person who just died uh, died of lung cancer. Like we get it, we get it. Like, I, and you know what? I've I've seen comments from Sanders supporters. I've seen people who are rationalizing that view, and I understand it. But it it's just the fact that it came after a, a terrorist. That you, if this happened on American soil, you couldn't say the same thing about it. You know, right? You couldn't say we need to double down on global warming. <laughs> you you need to say what are you going to do about it? Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I wonder what he would have said had an attack like that been on American soil. I mean, people have... Yeah, I mean, I wonder what his rhetoric would have been had something like this happened on American soil. I, you know, I don't know if we're ever... Because I can't say that's not going to happen if we have a Sanders president. It's just, well, we just haven't had that kind of thing. Right. 
Well, no, yeah. but we have some historical precedent. I mean, we saw what happened. I mean, when when Bush two came in, you know, he was very much <laughs> he was he wasn't supposed to be a wartime president, and a, a fair number of people argue that you know if it wasn't for nine eleven and the ensuing violence, that it, he would have been you know a, like kind of like liked as a president, I guess, um, in hindsight and through his presidency. Um, but we saw him have to <clears throat> radically change. Um, Partially because you know it, it, it's just the country demanded it. There's only so far you can go without you know, because imagine what imagine what would have happened if after the 9/11 attacks, if Bush came out and said like, "All right, guys, this this is bad, but the economy is doing okay." So you know, like <laughs> right. I, I think I think uh, yeah. The closest president we have to uh, what Sanders might well, and the, the thing of it is, it's. Not even it's not close, but it's still just like a tragedy. Um, it was after a particular shooting. Uh, I, I believe this was uh, the one in Georgia. Okay, go one. on. Uh, continue. The one, the one, uh, the one where the guy opened fire in the church. Right. Oh, yes. yeah. Charles Sanders. Sanders took the mental health route on that. He took the mental health gambit, right. which is it's it's a very it's it's an acceptable thing to say. But it it still brings up the mess. It still brings up the issue of gun control, and I think that's the the closest comparison that we have here. Instead of uh, directly addressing the problem, he is addressing what he thinks will cause this sort of thing. So sure, he doesn't want to treat the, the symptom; he wants to treat the actual thing, which is noble. But when something's actually happening, you have to treat the symptom too. Exactly. I'm just imagining you know someone getting out of a car crash, and and Sanders walking up to him and be like. Oh my gosh! And he just like runs over to the car and clicks the seatbelt and be like, "There we go." <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> You're cured now, citizen. You're fine. That's awesome. Meanwhile, the guy's walking around like a broken leg, spewing blood. Like, uh... <laughs> but other than that, I think he had a very solid performance during all of that. I think he was uh, asked to uh, uh, clarify his stance on gun control. And I, I think he's well. I, I, I represent. He represented his constituency, and he uh, he uh, he has a different approach to it, but he's not going to back down on it. You know, exactly. He's, right. he, he expressed that there is a common middle ground. That there's you know a place to. There has to be find. something. Exactly. It's either it's not no or all. It's some. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Let's, so I shall mean, we talk about O'Malley before we bring out the big guns? O'Malley is at three point nine in the polls right now. I'm not surprised. Which I mean, sure, let's talk about him, but <laughs> but why? Yeah, and that's that's I think my summation of his performance at the debate. Like, yes, he looks like a president. Yes, I could see, I could vote for him, but why bother at this point? Mm. He's he he's the insurance candidate. He, just in case, like, you know, Vern- in case Hillary has a spastic stroke, exactly. Then we then we'll have O'Malley, and you know what he does? He is uh, a very viable candidate. He has some good ideas. Sure, sure. he's just not Clinton or Sanders. But I exactly. Think, uh, but this debate, I think he finally realized the only way he is going to have a shot is if he teams up with Sanders and tries to take on Clinton. Which is first of because... all hilarious because that means that they're both going to get screwed. Hmm. More than likely, I think. Well, they're not. Well, they're not like insulting her or anything, but they are like trying to shake her. Exactly. As, 
she is the pillar right now, so if she goes unchallenged, she wins. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, it, it, as much as we don't want to say this is a runaway uh, campaign for her, it kind of is. It's. I, I was looking at, and it. I say that as a full Sanders supporter. Yeah. This this might be in the bag for her. I was looking at uh, some of the charts of like. Uh, what was it? Shit. It was. Um, oh yeah, but basically, like, what do you call some? Oh, an endorser, right? It was looking at endorsements and kind of or endorsements over time of, of previous presidential candidates, and she's like way ahead of anyone. In the in the past, gosh, like twenty years or something like that, that is running for president mm-hmm. in terms of endorsements. Like, when it, you know, yeah, people might like Sanders on the internet um, and in real life, but she she has the the powerhouse backing her, and it's gonna take her it's gonna take a hell of a lot to knock her off her high horse. Mm-hmm. I think she has like I think what half the amount of super delegates she needs to secure the presidency. Yeah, it's it's wow. gonna. She she's I think she's she's uh, got a hell of a lot, dude. Yeah, she's she's doing well, and I mean, I guess we can segue into Hillary with that. Oh man! Yep, and you know what? A happiest moment during all of this, and also the scariest. Mm-hmm. The one moment that hopefully will not be shaken from her entire uh, campaign on this. Her answer to Wall Street backers. <laughs> Oh, I heard about this. Go on. Oh, yeah, you did. You did, didn't you? Keep I going. did hear about this. Keep going. And how, Keep going. Well, no, I mean, how because she was involved with responding to 9-11. She has to bring it up. Right. Well, which yeah, there is that. A, which there is a better way of phrasing it, but go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was involved with responding to 9-11 and supporting, building back up uh, Manhattan and everything. And so those become her constituents somehow? I'm probably paraphrasing. Does anyone want to... Well, okay. Uh, What started off as... Well, um, I think it was uh, a mention from Bernie uh, as far as uh, reinstating Mm Glass-Steagall. And that turned into... It's still a very smart gambit for him because he has to... He has to shake her... Uh, in the public trust. A lot of people trust Hillary Clinton and he wants to go the route of why would you support her when she is being backed by the corporations that hate you? Mm. So when she was asked uh, how she would how she would still protect the consumer in light of donations from Wall Street backers, essentially her responses boiled down to I helped them during 9-11 so they see it fit to support me in my endeavors. And she was a senator during that time from New York, which is an answer. But it's not the answer. The answer should not be, they like me because 9-11. And I think she also invoked the women vote there. He said, 60% of my donors are women. Right. Which, I, I, I was... And you know what? The crowd went wild for that entire response. But... What what made what made this debate different was it actually tracked how how much the uh, candidates were tweeted about. So she was being tweeted at like mercilessly during that point. At which point, late like five minutes afterwards, they threw up a, a tweet on the screen, which said, "I've never seen someone use the nine eleven defense to uh, defend uh, Wall Street <sighs> contributions." 
Yeah. And she, like, doubled down on it. She, like, didn't understand. Holy crap. You are, you are like a caricature, man. And it's interesting because of the way she used it. It wasn't, um, because I did see a clip of this video later on. Um, it's interesting how she used it because it's not entirely unreasonable how she said it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the, the tweet is right. It's a bizarre justification, but it is the best possible justification, I think. I think she had that planned out from the beginning. Oh, for her, yeah. I mean, what else is she going to say? She, she, she has to say something, and the majority of the people aren't going to question 9-11. It's, it's really as simple as that. I mean, you know, yeah, Christy got some flack for it, but when it comes down to it, if we're looking at a general election possibility, which is what she's looking at, you, you know, she's, she's no longer... Like, in, in this instance, this isn't a primary concern. This is her looking towards the election and saying, okay, I need to differentiate myself. How am I going to do that? But the, I think the root of the question was, you're going to be, you say you're going to be working against Wall Street interests. Why do you think they're going to roll over with their uh, bellies exposed and let you just take a crap on it? Like, yeah. what, at, at what, at what makes you think they're going to just lie down and take it? Because she's a champion of the American people and 60% of her supporters are women, which isn't even a huge amount. Yeah. Also... <laughs> So it, it, it was just like a family guy literally was making fun of her with that Lois Griffin 9-11 thing. <laughs> and Years it just prior. turned into that art imitated life at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think, Jimmy? My my thought is is ah, gosh. I mean, she's what else I guess it comes back to what else is she gonna say? You know, I mean the other thing is, like, if she, if she, if this is all just a ploy, if she is entirely planning on just letting Wall Street do whatever the hell they want, that's not that's not really like a, something you can campaign on. <laughs> she can't be like, I'm gonna you know let Wall Street do what they want. So she has to come out the other direction, and if she does, she has to have a justification. I mean, for what it's worth, it's not like there are there are worse justifications, and this one is the one that's probably gonna be safest for her. I mean, that doesn't mean it's safe. But certainly safest. I guess. Especially when her competitor is refusing. Yeah, no, her, her main competition at this point, Bernie Sanders, has outright refused donations from anyone from uh, representing a corporation, including including the uh, CEO of that pharmaceutical company, uh, Martin oh Shrekley or something, or Shrekle. The pop punk guy. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, it's not even about it being a sizable contribution. It's just where it came from, right. and Which, that's his principle on the matter. I, I, Hillary, Hillary doesn't even need that much money, you know? Right. I mean, Bernie Sanders too. But I was actually referring to Donald Trump, the oh, lead yeah. runner in the Republican Party, also refusing. Well, Bernie Sanders donations. is the opponent first, right? But right. Donald Trump, if he gets the nomination, like he already has his own money. He's funding his own campaign, right? So he's in. He's not. He's only in this for himself. But the appeal is, I can't be bought. And with Hillary, it's the clearly she can be bought. She is being bought. Yeah. So with respect, though, to I mean, with respect to Hillary against Bernie, I mean, the the amount of money coming in from like huge corporate CEOs is got to be like very very small because they're 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 limited in their contributions. You know, Hillary is not running her own super PAC because that's not okay that's legal um 
And so, you know, they're, I don't remember exactly what the campaign contribution limits are, but they're not that high. They're in, like, the very low thousands. Um, but you also just mentioned super PACs. You, you can't technically contribute with them, but... They are they are funding, in a sense, you know? Yes, but, I mean, that on the same side, if, if someone... I, I'm sure someone already has, otherwise we would do it. Um, but if someone wants to start a su- uh, Bernie Sanders super PAC and take corporate money, Bernie can't do anything about that. So, like, at least in terms of, like, what Hillary is directly getting and Bernie is directly getting, uh, corporate donations from CEOs or, you know, people representing, like, you know, I don't know, Bank of America, uh, it's negligible. It's, it's a campaign point. It's not, it's not like by giving – it's not by, like, by the CEO of Bank of America, let's just say, giving Hillary five grand that he's buying her. Please. Right. That, that's a good point. I guess, yeah. I guess. I mean, like, it is also an aggregate, though. Like, if a bunch of people who represent all different things that fall under the umbrella of Wall Street are contributing through super PACs and it's not hidden, then it can still be effectively that, that the whole buying her aspect. Just the fact that super PACs are in existence and powerful and we know what they can do... Right. And Hillary's doing nothing to really, really curb that. It. Yeah. And you're right. Like, no one can stop a Bernie Sanders super PAC from existing, except for Bernie Sanders saying, uh, hey, please don't do this. Yeah, well, I, I think... <laughs> In his voice. <laughs> I, th- I think the thing of it is, is though, uh, with if there was a Bernie Sanders super PAC, uh, it would already be going against his interests. You know what I mean? True. It's basically saying... We want him for president no matter what the cost, but sacrificing some of his virtues. Mm. He already he doesn't that, want a super PAC, so he what might not want that. that but yeah, I'm thinking like think think it's not just all about Bernie. Also, it's about people that just dislike Hillary. If you are a Democrat that dislikes Hillary strongly, you might not agree with everything Bernie has to say, but you still might want him in by whatever means. That's true. That is very true. Um. Although it, it might be, it might even be like I, I, I think it would be too early for people to spill over to another party and say, uh, "Well, if Hillary is going to win the Democratic ticket, then I want Trump." And we we haven't even gotten to who the uh, nominate. We don't even know who is going to have the nomination yet. Right. So I, I think that's a bit early. Uh, certainly, we're going to see that after uh, the votes are in. But we're we're probably going to see that on both ends, you know. Although more more to the Republican side than to the uh, Democratic side. I remember that from the last election too, um, when people were. I mean, I guess eight years ago is what it would have to be: Obama versus uh, Clinton. In the uh, in the debates. Right. Right. Or are you, or are you talking about post that? Right. Both. You, you, I mean, I meant post. When people were saying, like, I'm a Republican who's going to support Obama because I'm sick and tired of what I'm hearing from, and like, the whole... From McCain? Right. At, at, or vice versa. I'm a Democrat who's voting for McCain because blah, blah, blah. That wasn't an uncommon rhetoric, which in this hugely um, extremist election coming up, with if certain candidates make it, very true. That's going to happen a lot too. So, I don't know. Can I just say that side? I can't wait? I really want this to be some extreme like power play thing. I, I want I want there to be 
I, I want it to be that if you are a you know a Republican, there is a good guy and a bad guy, and vice versa. I don't want there to be a middle ground. <laughs> it's interesting what's going to happen if that. I mean, it would be super entertaining to see like a Trump versus Sanders kind of kind of deal. That oh, would yeah, be definitely. my that that would be living my fantasy. It seriously would yeah, because be. you love Bernie. No, but I, I I also love that they are the antithesis of each other. Right. It's Although they do have the just... common ground in which they don't they aren't being bought out by special interests. Yeah. So if anything, if we see either of them in office, they would definitely overturn Citizens United like that. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. That's the yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about that. Yeah, I, I well, just they, realized well, that now. They, they try. We'll see how that goes. Citizen United is going to yeah, be very yeah, difficult I mean, to overturn because it's it's based on the First Amendment, right? So it's going to be it's going to be it'll be a battle. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Not impossible. That's, Definitely not impossible. I swear to God, but, I'm, I'm subscribed yeah. to Barack Obama on Facebook, and I keep seeing that oh, Barack Obama's finally supporting a petition to overturn Citizens United. Please sign this petition. I'm like, that's the only thing I am hearing from his page. He also has a super pack for himself. Yeah. He also he also that... doesn't ha- he also doesn't have to give a fuck anymore. Let's be let's be straight here. He d- he, he doesn't. Know, he's, he's done. He, he doesn't <laughs> now. Yeah. He currently does not. I like this Obama. He's fun. Everything with the prison <laughs> reform and everything with the the drug reform and everything with just everything that's going on with him lately is uh, very very fun to watch. Although we were talking about this before, but before uh, you uh, hopped onto this. Uh, I, I don't see I don't see anyone but Trump doing what Obama is now with connecting with the people. I think Bernie Sanders wouldn't even entertain it. Carson certainly wouldn't. Uh, he seems like too sleepy of a guy. Uh, and Hillary, I think, was just on SNL just to get people to vote for her. So once she's in office, she doesn't need to do that anymore. Right. What do you think? Yeah, Jimmy, please don't do this. <laughs> don't do this to me again, man. Are we keeping this part? <laughs> oh my fucking god, <laughs> Jimmy! Yeah, can you hear you guys? Okay. Um, do you think? Do you think anyone other than Trump is going to connect with people in entertainment as Obama is doing now with talk shows, with uh, celebrities, with anything like that? Hmm. I mean, I think it's just Trump. certainly not certainly not O'Malley, not Sanders. Um, so so we can pretty much cross off most of the Democratic side. I think uh, I think you're looking at the Republican side. I mean, arguably Christie could have done that. He's the type that could make fun of himself, um, and and the kind that that could kind of do that sort of thing. But I mean, he's now kind of arguably almost out of the race. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I can see really. I'm thinking Rubio, maybe, but that's it. Yeah, he's no. I, he, I think he's that. he's proven he's gotten something of a sense of humor. So we'll see. I think it basically comes down to who who would show up on a like Jimmy Fallon show just for the hell of it, not to promote any kind of agenda, just because. Hey, I'm the president. Let's have some fun. Right. This beat is sick. Yeah, and, uh, you... <laughs> I would love to see like Trump b- bring back the fireside chats, but instead of fireside, it's like he's got like a podium in his bathroom or something like that. 
<laughs> Shaving moments with the president. It's like that BuzzFeed video with Obama. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where it was like things everyone pretends not to do or whatever it was. Oh, things everyone does but no one talks about with Obama and then that one staffer. Um, and it was really just like a thinly veiled commercial for uh, the healthcare, the healthcare signups, right? Right. Same thing right, with right. Uh, same thing with that. Zach Galifianakis in Between Two Ferns, and that was like blatant. Which one is that? Uh, Zach Galifianakis was, uh, has this show Between Two Ferns, and he had Obama on. It's just like, okay, I know you're here to do your plug, so just go ahead and do it. And it was like for the healthcare signups. Right. Right. Well, he put a lot of uh, political stake and personal stake in. All the stuff with the healthcare, it's literally he's been Yeah, that's his legacy now. Thing of his campaign and yeah, and his legacy. So yeah. let me let me put, let me say this. Um I, I I don't like the healthcare, I don't hate the healthcare thing, but like the the slight anarchist in me does want to see like a Republican get voted in and then the whole thing get dismantled and it'd be like, Oh, there's two years of American history gone. Yeah, right? Right. I, I just, On the other hand that, that would be terrible. That would just be a disappointment. Potentially terrible, but still. It would be a really interesting footnote in history books, but it, like... <laughs> By the way, we had universal healthcare for, like, two years. That I could see it, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back to history class back in high school and all the little footnotes that showed up with, like, really weird things that just popped up in American history and then just disappeared. And, you know, calling universal healthcare weird is definitely not the point I want to make there, because it's not, but... I, I could see it as, like, a <laughs> well, did-you-know blurb, could, you know? We right, can talk exactly. about how this is, know, is or isn't. this. We can talk about how this is or isn't universal health care. I'd, I'd kind of argue more that it's more of like a ploy into the insurance companies, but that's the, the conservative in me talking. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, you think you're caught up? You think we're caught up? Yeah, I think that's basically it. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next... I'm just hoping people drop out. Like, God, please, candidates, if you're listening, just just stop, please. Us. <laughs> yeah, we, we we've had enough of you. We've had enough. Thanks. Um, with, with love. I, I will say I'm very disappointed to find out that the next debate isn't until mid December, because that seems like too much of a lull. Like right now, it's mid November. That's another month. Yeah, exactly. And I think all we can really update on at this point would be uh, controversial things that they've said, uh, speeches like Sanders gave one trying to I guess defend or explain his position better because socialism is still a dirty word which i still right. have yet to watch i'm sure he did a good job at it he's he's good when he doesn't have to think on his feet i think as long as people who were alive during the cold war are still alive socialism is going to be a dirty word yeah in this country but also we we didn't talk about uh real quick when donald trump um unleashed uh, a crazy rant on twitter against uh Kasich. Who... Oh, please, please talk about it. Please, let's close out with that. All right, yeah, yeah. So, fun little fact here. Jimmy, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, there is a super PAC for Kasich. Not even Kasich himself, but a super PAC for Kasich, who is looking to run... Um, oh, I did hear this, uh, yes. Attack... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack ads on Trump. And to try to revitalize his campaign, to try to bring down Trump a little bit so other Republicans have more of a chance, all that. Uh, and Trump is not happy. Um, I don't remember if this was last night or the night before at the time of recording this, um, but he got on Twitter and he just started blasting him saying, oh, he should be using this money to support his dying campaign, this loser, this whatever, just like very like 
pointed towards the candidate himself and saying things like, yeah, if they say anything incorrect about me, I'll sue him just for fun. (laughs) Gosh. Which, like... Trump don't give a fuck, and I love it. Very fun choice of words, yeah. He's a loser. He's a loser. What what do we want with this guy? (laughs) And it's just like... Oh, it's just so funny. Like, this is the entertaining part of this whole campaign. Absolutely. The fact that they're getting so personally, you know, passionate about these things like this. And that would be the fun thing about a President Trump. He would keep his personal Twitter account and just let loose on all of this. Like, if he just, like, just got out of a meeting with Putin, that guy couldn't negotiate for shit. <laughs> and then one of Putin's advisors is like, uh, yeah, he just said this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're opening up the Cold War again. <laughs> Send out the attack bears <laughs> before he leaves. I would love to see him also just do, like, the, the classic Twitter thing of, like, just putting something with no context. Like, yeah, awesome, good news for you guys. And then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> As brother, like, after everyone, a bad beat. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll call you. <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, I should probably be getting going as well. Yeah, right. don't worry. This has been fun for... It has. For, if not frustrating, but fun. Indeed. Yeah. And if nothing else happens in between now and the next time, I'm sure we can always find fun stuff to talk about, too. Of oh, course. God, yeah. There, there's always fun. something going on with... We, we have, like, ten people to track. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We'll stalk their lives. It'll be good. It'll be awesome. All right, so signing off, this is Jimmy. It's Dean. And also Kevin. All right. Take it easy, Night people, off. and get get to voting.